babies. Uh, I need to tell you something real quick uh, before your trip tomorrow. Don't forget the flashlight. Oh uh, yeah, the beacon. The uh, Sequoia Sun Beacon. <laughs> I always thought his name was Tree Sun Sequoia Hoya. Yeah, that works too. Thank uh, you. You know what? It's a beacon for a lot of things because really what that, you know, really what the Sequoia represents is hope. So if you stick a flashlight in your mother's ass and turn it on, generally good things happen. <laughs> it finds the way. What do you say we start the show? <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> the Simple Minds Sports Show. Uh, exciting night for us, Raymond. We have uh, Jack Simone from CLNS Media, um, heavy.com. He writes for a bunch of shit. Uh, he's going to come on and talk a little Celtics. We haven't heard from him since they uh, choked away the finals. So get his uh, thoughts on that and where they're going to go from here. Uh, no bill, but we are going to talk some Red Sox. You know, I put the Red Sox up first in this email, uh, specifically for the Queen. And, <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm constantly fucking disappointed by this guy. I never do anything for you, and you're nothing but there for me. And uh, oh, you got it, me this hat. That's true. You know, no, it's reciprocal. Uh, I don't, but I also do don't do anything for Bill other than put the Red Sox at the top of the agenda here. Uh, we'll stick with that. We got Red Sox talk, NBA free agency. We got the. Uh, uh, Bruins still don't have a coaching search. A lot of Even Mac Jones. This comes talk. out Friday. This comes out Friday. They probably still won't have a coach by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing this on Wednesday, um, and we have some simplest minds of the week candidates, of course. Uh, but let's do our opening takes. Um, sorry, I don't have mine pulled up. So why don't you go? Uh, mine would be the Jalen Brown saga that's going on with the Boston Celtics right now. Apparently, he feels disrespected by the fans. Like a tweet on Twitter, uh, basically saying that you know. Uh, the Celtics fans don't uh, with all the trade talks about him going to the Nets for KD that, you know, they, he's not respected around here. Uh, newsflash folks. We were supposed to trade this asshole to San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard. And we were had banner 18 right now, but no, we had to watch out for the future because this core is going to fucking win it all. Look at they just went to the NBA finals and came two games short. Well, you know what actually works is having one of the best players in the league and winning goddamn championships. I don't like this what if bullshit. I want something that I guarantee will win me a championship, and that is cherating Jalen Brown for Kevin Dart, Kevin Durant. So, uh, Jalen, just be respected enough to know that you're getting traded for the best player in the league. That's that's what you should be at. Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. Uh, so something so guaranteed putting the best players in the league like the New Jersey Nets or Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry. They don't or, have the best uh, players in the league. Oh, the guy that you just named, Kevin Durant, is not the best player in the league? Yeah, but that's that, only one person. That was a guarantee. Not two. Oh, so who who would be the two second person on the Celtics? Jason Tatum. Oh, so now you're coming back on the Jason Tatum's a superstar. Always track. been. Always oh, been, always been there. Not snip snapping that. Not snip snapping on that. I Ever. see. I see. You're getting me confused with Bill. Um, yeah, you're you're uh Jason. Uh, I'll speak for Jalen Brown and Celtics fans. Uh, you're more than welcome here, Jalen. Uh, you averaged 26 points in the finals, seven assists, seven rebounds, almost eight rebounds and four assists. You were the best player in the playoffs. Yeah, you're good. You're good to be this day in Boston. Uh, and so is Tatum. Those guys are untouchable. I don't care who you put in front of me. Um, they're moving forward with those guys. Uh, we'll see what they do around them. We'll see what the uh, heart and soul of the team looks like next year if he's here. But uh, Jalen, no, he's not. Uh, this team doesn't operate without Marcus Smart. Yeah, the team ceased to exist. It's 17 championships, an uh, unheralded <laughs> history uh, as basketball icons uh, doesn't exist without the longest tenured Celtic Marcus Smart. We'll get into mm-hmm. 
Uh, let me give you Bill's opening take. Oh, I wish he was here because I wanted to rip him. Go ahead. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, I'll do Bill and you can rip me. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> here's my opening fucking take. Tanner Hawk. Tanner Hawk. Uh, just get the fucking jab already, you fucking pussy. Fucking Red Sox. Stupid fucking Red Sox. Ugh. The year was yep. 2021. He always uh, does the growl. The year was 2021. Three of us were supposed to go to North Carolina to watch the Panthers game. There was one request that Richard had. Bill, can you just get vaccinated? And if you're coming to my house, just, you know, I don't want my daughter to get sick. I'll get to it when I get to it. Well, guess what, Bill? I guess Tanner has the same fucking way you do. So I guess you are a cunt as well. Fuck you, Bill. Or at least he's a hypocrite. Maybe he just came around to it. Either way, uh, he, he also doesn't have, you know, millions of dollars riding on it. Uh, and a championship. Ooh, Bill? Bill, yeah. Uh, thing again. Okay. Uh, here's my here's my Queen, opening. Queens Landing, Richard. Here's my opening take, and I've been on this for a little bit now, and I don't have I don't have a lot of statistics here. I don't have a lot of um, I don't have a lot of anything. I just have a feeling, and these feelings generally are right for me. Mac Jones is going to be really fucking good this year, and I've been saying that. I was saying that last year when they drafted him, I was saying, give this kid a full season in the off season with this playbook and with everything else and watch him, watch him elevate. And all the news out of camp is he is taking not just one, two, three, he's taking multiple steps forward to firmly place him at least in the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and depending on what he has going on around him and if his coaching staff doesn't screw him over, you know, maybe higher than that, maybe, maybe battling Joe Burrows for top seven. So uh, that that's my positive opening take for this show. Mac Jones is going to be really, really, really good this year. Well, of course he's going to be really good because he's teaching the coaches the playbook. There you go. Uh, We already went through the rundown, right? We're doing socks, NBA with Jack Simone, Bruins, Mm -hmm. Mac Jones, simplest minds. Welcome to the simple minds sports show. Friday rewind July 1st. Uh, happy Fourth of July, uh, folks! Oh, this is also why this is why Bill's this not is here. why Bill's not here. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. All day weekend, days, couple days before a drinking weekend, and he needs that day off and the next day off. So we won't see him next week either. So, oh God, uh, no! Have fun, Queen. See you in August, Bill. Welcome to the show. Uh, after Labor Day. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we apologize. Uh, if you're listening on uh, your po- your favorite podcast platform, whether that be uh, Spotify, iTunes, what are the other? iHeartRadio. We're pretty big on iHeartRadio. I, I saw some statistics the other day. I don't know who the fuck listens to iHeartRadio. Um, Podchaser? Are we on Podchaser? We're on everything. But I was just seeing, like, what are the other big ones people listen to podcasts on? It's basically just Spotify and iTunes. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. We're the self-proclaimed number one New England sports uh, podcast on iTunes. So check that out. And we already have a shit ton of like awesome ratings. But, you know, if you feel inclined, go go write one yourself and uh, definitely share it with your friends uh, and tell your mothers. Um, Simple Mind Sports Show. Um, All right. What do you want to do here, Ray? Is Jack in the waiting room? Jack's in the waiting room. Celtics, baby. Fuck the Red Sox. Fuck the Red Sox. And Bill, <laughs> welcome, Jack. If, if we have time for the Red Sox later, maybe we'll, we'll fit we'll it get, in. We'll slip in after Simple Minds. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where it belongs.
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Jack's coming in from the void. What's up, man? Hello, hello. How are we doing? Good, how are Good. you, man? Are you uh, coming live from Ray's mom's vagina? What's what's with the uh, <laughs> just I don't know straight uh, black background behind you? You're that's, oh. his, that's his noise canceling. You already explained this one night. Yeah, oh, this is like it's like it's like a divider kind of. I've had it for a while, and it used to be like when I did podcasts and stuff, I'd have like these like they're horrible blue walls in my room. Like they just look disgusting. So I, I got this. Uh, I think someone had a laying around and now I just, I just use this. It, it is a void though. Now that you say it, it kind of yeah, just no, looks, no, like looks good. Encapsulated it looks like Mason, uh, more money, more problems. <laughs> no one gets that. You look like, uh, like when the <laughs> shot from giggle, he, he's being polite. It, it looks like, uh, damn this one of the star Wars shots. Like you're in none of the tie fighters. Like one of those yes. Guys. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ray. Uh, Jack, we haven't uh, talked to you since the uh, Celtics blew the NBA Finals, if that's how you want to yep. put it, or just got beat. Well, uh, let's just do that first. I got we got a, a kind of a lot to get to. NBA free agency. This goes out on Friday. It started yesterday, I guess, if we want to time travel. A um, lot of stuff to get into the Celtics there, but just give me uh, give us your quick synopsis on the the Celtics and how they kind of sputtered out there uh, in the finals. Yeah, so it was definitely frustrating. Obviously, you turn the ball over that many times, the offense gets that stagnant that many games in a row. It's it's going to be frustrating. That was the story of the postseason, realistically, and it just kind of caught up to them in the finals. Um, but when it happened at the time, I wasn't nearly as upset as I thought I'd be. Um, they just kind of got outclassed. Like everyone was talking about, oh, the Warriors have the experience, this and that, and I kind of disregarded it as, you know, this is we we don't live in the past. This is the present. Like the Celtics are a good team, but it really did kind of catch up to them. Like the Warriors knew the moment. They took advantage of every single one of Boston's mistakes, and they just looked like the better team. And I'll stand on this argument. I think if the Celtics played at their best every game, they were the better team but they didn't. So they weren't right. Like it's just as simple as that. The Warriors were the better team because they took advantage of all of Boston's flaws uh, and the Celtics just weren't, I, I don't want to say not mature enough, but they weren't consistent enough to not make those mistakes. And the Warriors took advantage. Steph Curry is amazing. Andrew Wiggins uh, was great as well. And uh, the Celtics just kind of flopped. Uh, does that mean they're not going to get back here in the future? I don't think so. I still think obviously they're super young. They still got time. This was a great building block. Uh, but it was definitely frustrating in the moment, but in the end, just got outclassed by a top-notch organization. Yeah, you you watched the experience or lack of experience tangibly come into play more so than I've seen in professional sports in a long time. Like maybe, maybe last time I saw that really come to fruition was like the Ray the Rams Patriots Super Bowl, where no one could get shit going, and then Brady had one drive that you just w- watched them like, oh, we've done this before. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is really what stood out for me starting. If you want to say game four, where it looked like the Celtics about to go three, one, I expected them to lose that game, frankly, but I also expected them to win game five and yep. to watch that mental breakdown in the fourth quarter with the Marcus smart tech, the Udoka tech earlier in the game. And then, you know, I think the biggest story coming out of it is Jason Tatum's, um, inability or, however you want to say it, he didn't rise to the moment to, to his potential. And frankly, I'm not worried about that either. And I'm, I'm not a guy that says, you know, building block and they'll be back here. I've just, I've just seen him and Jalen Brown improve every single year of their career tangibly on different parts of the game. And I think Tatum will watch the film. Like a lot of us didn't go, Oh dude, like you can just do X, Y, and Z. 
and you'll be able to improve your game here. And um, I think you will. And that'll obviously boost the Celtics chances of, of being, you know, as successful again. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, he took the strides as a playmaker this season and obviously it wasn't perfect. Uh, and I think that is the reason he turned the ball over so much because he was trying to be the scorer and the playmaker at once, which he's, he's never had to do before. And it worked for a lot of the season. Obviously they were dominant in the second half. Uh, but it kind of fell apart in the playoffs when you got these really experienced teams. Uh, the Bucks were champions last year. The Warriors have obviously been champions four times now, and the Heat are as mentally tough as they come. Uh, they dug into those potential flaws and kind of ate Tatum alive. Uh, and he was able to battle through it in the Milwaukee and Miami series uh, and be the scorer. But in the in the Warrior series, Andrew Wiggins clamped down, and he deserves all the credit in the world. Wiggins played a great defensive series, and uh, like you said, I think Tatum grows from here, and it's not really a concern for me either. Yeah, so good segue to as we get to the offseason here and um, needing a playmaker and Jason Tatum necessarily not uh, shouldn't be that guy all the time anyway. And the biggest, I don't know, new uh, headline coming out of Celtics camp after that loss is they need a true point guard uh, to run the offense. I can see by your face and I think, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but aren't you a, a smart supporter? I do. You're, I do. you're in the you're in that camp. Yes. You're in the smart camp. Big Grant Williams yeah. guy too. Love Grant Williams. And I was proven right on that case too. So I'll, sure. I'll take I was that. too until the last two rounds of the playoffs. <laughs> That's also valid. <laughs> That's valid. That's fair. Uh, but just I'm in the trade Marcus Mark camp, but not for a lot of on some on court reasons, but I just think it's time. But um go you you don't think they need a a classic point guard? What what's your stance on that? And then we can throw out some names and how that might affect the Celtics as the free agency frenzy gets going. Yeah, so I do think they could use more playmaking, but I don't think they need a playmaker, if that makes sense. Like, I think Marcus Smart can be the point guard. I think he is a point guard, and I think he showed that this season. I mean, he said in an interview uh, with the Globe yesterday, he was like, Celtics have had all these big-name point guards, and look who the first one to bring to the finals is. And I can see you shaking your head. Oh. But it's it is is it wrong? He's correct. He's, uh, like, so purely correct. And I think I said this on the show a while back, too. Like, you look at all throughout the years, right? They have Rondo at first, and this isn't saying Rondo didn't win. It's just my long-winded point. They had Rondo, and Marcus Mart was a shooting guard. They had Isaiah Thomas. Marcus Mart was a shooting guard. They had Kemba. They had Kyrie. They had even Dennis Schroeder at the beginning of this year. And everyone's biggest gripe with Marcus Mart was, stop shooting the ball. Well, you're playing him at shooting guard off the ball. Of course he's going to shoot the ball. Like, I don't know what you expect him to do. You put the ball in his hands, let him control the offense, and I think that's better. And there were mistakes in the finals, and there were mistakes. Like, there are going to be mistakes. He's not a perfect point guard by any means. And there aren't really any pure playmaking point guards in the NBA anymore. Like, Chris Paul is the only one, and maybe Tyrese Halliburton, if you want to look at, like, a younger generation one. But there aren't really those guys. And not only that, but you don't need them to win anymore, I would argue, because there's no, like, pass-first point guards winning at that level outside of, like I said, Chris Paul. Like, you look at the Warriors even, and, yeah, Steph Curry's a, a – good point guard but he's not like this pass first guy that everyone thinks the Celtics needs I think the NBA is transitioning away from that and like I said I think they could do with more playmaking off the bench more guys that can initiate the offense for the Celtics for Tatum and for Brown but I don't think you need to trade Marcus Smart to get that because if you trade Marcus Smart for more playmaking you're kind of not really moving anywhere unless you get a better playmaker than Marcus Smart and there aren't really a ton of guys out there. Like Marcus Smart's not a bad playmaker. He's a good playmaker. You just need to put the ball in his hands. And uh, I'm of the camp of keep smart, let him run the point guard, add additional playmaking to come off the bench. Here's why I trade Marcus Smart. That quote, look at all the point guards before me, and I'm the only one that led them to the NBA finals. Let me ask <laughs> you this, Jack. How many 
all NBA first team, all NBA players were on those teams before Mark Smart, quote unquote, led them to the finals. I'll answer. Ray, do you have an answer? No, that'd be zero. That'd be zero. <laughs> so Jason Tatum elevating himself to a top five player in the world had that nothing to do with the fact that Marcus Smart was oh, at the heart and soul, guard? baby. Come heart on. Soul. Come on. I don't I don't think that was his point. I think and even past, like if you want to go past the Marcus Smart, I'll just give you my take on it. And it's just what I said. I don't think you need a big name playmaking point guard to win in the NBA anymore. And I think this version of the Celtics proved that. If anything, if Tatum keeps improving as the playmaker, he can be the primary ball handler on the team. I have full confidence in his ability to do that. I I don't know about you guys. I want Tatum to have the ball in his hands as much as possible, right? He's the, one of the best players in the NBA. He's top 10. He's all that. Having somebody who can be a defensive force and a calming presence as a playmaker at the point guard is what I think worked for the Celtics last season and can work. And this isn't – I don't want this to be – turned into me being like a homer – if they had another point guard, like other than Marcus Smart, I think they could still be good. Like, I'm not saying Marcus Smart has to be the guy, but I don't have a problem with him. I think he's a more than fine option to be the point guard. I think he is a point guard, and I think he will continue to do a phenomenal job with the Celtics. Yeah, I, I just have my um, he, he clearly looked the biggest impediment on the Celtics winning was their offense when they went stagnant was the reason they lost not their defense not you know in turnovers and but the turnovers had a, a you know there plays a part in that generally if you have a good floor general and a point guard your turnovers go down, turnover, yeah. right so i think that his um offensive game uh and limitations are are a reason that you might want to look um at, at different options but also there's there's just this weight that I feel like he carries around as the quote unquote heart and soul of the team and leader of the team. And it's like, no, dude, just step back, like go on Draymond's stupid fucking podcast and listen to him clap off his dumb mouth about how great he is. But then also in the same breath, be like, I'm not Steph and I'm not Clay like Marcus Smart thinks he's better than yeah. Jason Brown and Jason. And like, my green goes the line. He's their and big he brother. Over. And it's like, dude, just wreck, just like know your role. And I honestly think that at times that gets in the way. And I think that you start to see a creep on the court. He single-handedly lost them game five in Milwaukee because he, he tried to do too much. We saw him do it when the offense quote unquote went stagnant. Um, why does Jalen Brown not have, there's a statistic that like the passes between smart and, and Tatum, they had like 130 passes and Jalen Brown was way, way down. And it, it, it was not, you know, relative. And obviously they were running pick and roll and stuff, but Jalen Brown didn't touch the ball enough. I just think that he, um he has an inflated ego in this franchise and it might be getting in the way of things. That's why look, in professional sports, there's not a lot of players that stayed nine years in a franchise. And that's what we're looking at with Marcus smart. And I don't know. It just feels like if there's, if they feel like they need a change and a shakeup to get over the hump, that's where I'd start. That's all. I understand that too, because like you, you get to this point, you get so close and you just fall short. And the one consistent piece in that is this guy. It, it's, I don't want to say it's like taking the easy route to blame him, but like, it's, it's like, Oh, they've failed this many times. This is the next step. Get rid of this guy. I don't like I've said, and I'll stand on this. I think he's perfectly fine point guard. I think he was great for them last season. Um, and I think he will continue to do a great job being the point guard of this team. That being said, 
getting more guys who are capable of handling the ball, I think would benefit the Celtics um, not to replace Marcus smart, but to supplement what he brings. Yeah. And I think they can win that way too, if they keep smart. So let's talk about some of those options as the, uh, as the season kicks off. So the, the biggest story, you know, as in the off season here was Kyrie Irving and obviously his lunatic behavior is the word you're looking <laughs> we for. We could use a lot of words we have, and uh, we don't have to get into it. We've chronicled this guy a lot on the show, um, but he opted in. Uh, he should probably play there. They might still look to move him, but that's going to be hard. It looks like he's going to play and the nets are going to be him and KD. And we'll see if Ben Simmons can get a doctor's note to play or whatever. <laughs> That's not as interesting anymore. So let's move on to the other big name that's been linked to the Celtics for years now, but uh, seemed like it was getting even closer. Maybe still an opportunity here. Bradley Beal opted out um, officially an unrestricted free agent. Hart, I find it hard to believe he's not going to sign a Supermax with Washington. Now, does that turn into a sign-in trade? That's been threatened by them before. Where do you stand on Bradley Beal, Jack? Do you think it's an opportunity? Would you do it? And the the thing that I keep tossing around is what does it look like if they do do it as a, as a yeah. ball dominant scorer that Bradley Beal is with a couple of those other guys on the team already. Yeah. So I actually said something about this on my podcast uh, about a week ago and some guy tweeted at me, I immediately unsubscribed and threw up because of what you said. <laughs> and I think he, and he, he like missed, us. Hey, we'll yeah, come yeah, on I, your podcast. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. But he misconstrued what I meant a little bit, but the baseline of it was I'd rather have Derek White for 16 million than Bradley Beal for 50 million. And I stand by that. Paying Bradley Beal what will be by the end of his next contract, $50 million is horrendous, especially if you're the Celtics and already have two guys who will be eventually. I know Jalen's not right now, but will be on max contracts. Paying Bradley Beal to come here and be a essentially a third isolation scorer is not only redundant, but bad financial decision-making and what that boiled down to was me saying I'd rather have Derek White than Bradley Beal which is not to say Derek White's better than Bradley Beal but on their contracts for this team give me Derek White any day of the week I understand the draw of having three all-stars all of this like you know star power but that's not how you win in the NBA anymore it's just not you look at the Lakers last year flop the Nets last year flop like it's just you win by depth in the NBA nowadays. And in order to get Bradley Beal, to your point, I think it would probably be something along the lines of, excuse me, maybe you throw a Horford in a deal to make the contract work, but one of Al Horford, Derek White, Marcus Smart, or Daniel Tice would have to go. Two of those two guys would have to go in a deal. And on top of that, you're talking first-round picks, Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, Greg Williams, whatever other young guys they want. And you'd have to pay him $50 million. To me, that just doesn't make sense. I've never been on the Bradley Beal train. It was never trade Brown for Beal because I thought that'd be a downgrade, if anything. I think Bradley Beal is a fine player, and I think you've put him in the right situation. He can be a star on a championship team, but that team is not the Celtics based on what they have. So that's, let's just that's let's my let's be honest, Jack. You don't want to do it because we have to get rid of Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. <laughs> Both your guys would be gone, and that's why you don't want to do this deal. That is a downside. That that would be a. Downside. I read underneath sure. the line. I saw the lining there. I, I read that. I'd be more upset with getting rid of thirty-seven-year-old Al Horford. He's a joy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it. Look, I it, look back at Bradley Beal when he first came in the league and what he was. He was an off-the-ball scorer. What does the Celtics need? An off-the-ball scorer. The guy can knock down shots. He's got balls, and most importantly, 
he's Jason Tatum's babysitter. So <laughs> never forget. Keep that man happy. You want to talk about wins in the, what wins in the NBA? Stars that stay with their franchises and bringing your best player's boyfriend into the picture <laughs> definitely gives you a, a leg up, especially with now this floating news that Jalen Brown is disrespected, unhappy, looking to leave, is teamed up with Kanye West, which never ends up good Mm-mm. in any situation. Mm-mm. So Jalen Brown's got a little bit of, um, I don't know, something on there. So um, I would do it. The contract. I don't give a shit about the contract. Look what, uh, who are the, who are the Warriors owners? Um, Nerds. Whoever just came out and said, look, next year, they, they could possibly pay $450 million for their, for their um, roster. That's and a it, little bit different. I think that's a little different because they're paying guys that they drafted so they can go over the salary cap to do that. If the Celtics sign Bradley Beal in a sign trade, they can't go over the salary cap to do that. So they have to send out a bunch of money, but I understand the point. Pay, yeah. Money well, but then they, but then they can continue to resign, right? Cause their money, cause they went and got Wiggins. Yeah. Right. And then they, and so yeah, their, yeah. their big money is on clay Draymond and Steph. And you know, they've drafted some other guys, but they don't have big money with them yet. They might um, with, Pool was drafted by them, right? Um, Looney, guys like that. Peyton. But look at the Celtics roster. Most of those guys were were drafted, and and if they keep a lot of those. But, yeah, you, I get it. You have to dish up that money. But let's be honest. Al Horford's not going to be here past next year. Um, Daniel Tice is nothing. And between Smart and, and White, I'm okay with getting rid of one of them. They're not a deal breaker. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I Talent wins, I think. And I think that Bradley Beal could find his way. And... When given the chance to be a distributor, Bradley Beal has proven that he can do that too. Whether they, I don't know, whether whether he takes that role for a full season, yet to be seen. But don't underestimate the the boyfriend babysitter role that <laughs> that it would take for Tatum. <laughs> How about well, this one's already gone. Dejounte Murray uh, officially going to Atlanta. That hurts. Yeah. I like. I thought that was the pipe dream, uh, perfect fit. You talk about perfect point guard fits. I thought Dejounte Murray was that guy. I agree. And if there, there were guys I'm okay giving up Marcus Smart for DeJounte would probably be one of them, in my opinion, because I think he mirrors a lot of what Marcus Smart brings, but is younger and is a better general scorer uh, than Marcus. So um, that stings, but the way the Spurs are going, those Atlanta picks are going to be worth anything more than uh, anything Boston could have presented with them in a deal. Uh, and a lot of people are ragging on the Spurs for that, but it's clear what they're doing. They're tanking. They want Victor Wimbanyama. Hopefully I'm saying that right in next year's draft. They want to have a bunch of cap space and they're going full tank mode. And Hey, shout out Greg Popovich. He's going to be coaching a bunch of kids and uh, the Hawks are going to be fun at the very least. I was just saying, yeah. where do you think the Hawks finish now with that roster? I think it's going to be tough for them to climb much more in the Eastern conference standings. I mean, the Eastern conference is going to get really log jammed really quick uh next year like you look at it miami boston milwaukee philly i think all those teams are going to be better than atlanta still uh they're probably going to be lumped in with the same crowd they were toronto chicago brooklyn uh and them not six even seven if, eight you know yeah yeah i think they'll finish six seven eight they could sneak into like even five maybe if they really yeah. improve but I, I think you know five is probably the max for them because i like i think the top four in the east are probably the same unless something crazy happens yeah all right. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, um, the ever infamous uh, TPE is looming for the Celtics. $17 million TPE from the Evan Fournier 
deal uh, has to be used by July 18th. There are yep. some names being floated out. Alec Burks from uh, the Knicks, Jay Crowder from the Suns. Uh, they're <laughs> trying to report uh, what I read said they could get him for not the TPA, depending on you know what is going out. Um, but the one I thought was interesting with the John Wall news being bought out and reportedly looking to sign with the Clippers, I think this came from Greeny and Barstool, uh, could open up some uh, roster moves for the Clippers. And the names that were well, the one name that popped out that I've had an eye on for a couple of years is Luke Kennard, um, who was, I believe, the best three point shooter percentage wise in the NBA last year. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously a need for the Celtics. Uh, if that guy can shake loose and the Clippers are looking to shed uh, some salary or just open up some playing time for their wings, which they'll be a little bit overloaded. I would love that. I think that's a really nice fit. Any other names that you've seen or that pop out that um, we might want to keep an eye on? Yeah. I mean, Kennard Tatum's college teammate talking about his buddies, keeping him happy. Oh, that's the dookie thing too. I, I knew there was <laughs> oh, that a little bit iffy. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually have an article coming out at Celtics blog at the time we're recording this tomorrow morning. So it's, what is that Thursday morning? Um, where I listed some guys, one guy I didn't list that I think would probably, I, I'll raise you your Luke Kennard and I'll show you a Kevin Herter out of Atlanta, who I yep, think would be I like prime. Ginger, uh, like always that. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, other guys I noted for the TPE, Duncan Robinson's been thrown around, which is a little weird. Like people are up and down on him because the contract is there. But in my opinion, you get him for, I mean, Miami will probably throw him away to get off the deal because they have Struess. Uh, if he can even like get close to 40% again, you have a guy who can play 20, 25 minutes for you every night and just knock down threes uh, next to the Jays. So is he get under the TPE? That. I thought he was like, he 19, does. He just, he? just sneaks under. Yeah. Just sneaks under um, other guys I have on this list. I had Will Barton, but he got dealt. Unfortunately uh, he was on the list of guys that I was thinking about. Um, if you want playmaking TJ McConnell, maybe out of Indiana, mm. if you really wanted another point guard, uh, that's not a, another name I don't hate. And then past that, I think you look at the MLE. Boston has 6.3 mil MLE. I think Bruce Brown would probably be one of my top guys in free agency. Yep. You can lure him. Uh, love him uh, as well. Other guys, uh, if you're talking backup bigs, Damian Jones, Isaiah Hartenstein, just people who can like back up Rob and have some sort of ability better than Tice. Upgrade from Tice is essentially the, po- the point yep. I'm making. I mean, uh, Rich, and would then be, um, t- Rich would be that person right Yes. There. <laughs> <laughs> and then past yeah. that, uh, some of my top guys, TJ Warren, guy to take a chance on, hasn't played in a while, but if you can get back, that's good. And then my favorite realistic option is one of the Martin twins, Caleb or Cody Martin, shoot threes, play defense, 10th guy in the rotation, period. That's it. That's what I want. Because realistically speaking, you can replace those minutes Neesmith's supposed to give you with a reliable option. Uh, and in the finals, maybe you're not struggling with depth because that's what killed them. So just another guy there. Yeah, I would like to see shooting. Shooting and, um, yeah, I know we made a big deal out of playmaking, yep. but um, we need shooters. I think if you get shooters and maybe you can live with the uh, maybe Marcus Smart won't shoot as much. Um, <laughs> all right, Jack, we uh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for hanging out. And um, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next time. Any breaking news or big stuff. We'll be uh, following you on Celtics blog. Tell, uh, tell us all the other uh, places to find you. Yeah. So right for Celtics blog uh, for the Celtics at the high for the Hornets. I'm at heavy.com for Celtics Knicks. Uh, mostly Celtics. I do a little Knicks, Bulls, and Mavericks there as well. Um, and Hoops Habit, and then a newsletter I help write for is Enjoy Basketball. So that's that, that rounds it out. And as soon as Grant Williams signs the extension, I, I want an invite back so I can, <laughs> I can talk my shit. You got it, man. <laughs> Actually, just before we let you go, uh, real yeah. quick, what the hell were the Knicks doing on draft night? 
just playing, I, just like Bill Belichicking themselves up and down. They the draft wanted, board. they wanted thirty million dollars to sign Jalen Brunson, so they said, you know what, give us all these picks. Uh, you know, take Kemba, Detroit. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take all this money and fucking you know, crazy. With by the way, Jalen Brunson and the Knicks and thirty million dollars is a perfect fit because that yeah. <laughs> li- like him. Really nice player, Jalen. He's going to that. flame out in the oh, yeah. park and just get another. Enjoy the bright lights because it's oh. going to be bad. Yeah, yeah what well, I think the reported thing that's going to happen or going to happen, I mean, tampering at its finest is like four years, 110 million is the contract, like 27 a year averages out to just crazy number for Jalen Brunson. They wanted a point guard though, so this is their star, and I think he'll do good. I, I think he, like, at his peak, I think he'll be like. Not like comparing him to CJ McCollum, but the kind of like borderline all-star could make it every year, like maybe there. Is that worth $27 million? You take your nope. pick, but it's it's Dude, definitely you need a lot of to money. be leading the team at that much, and he's not that guy. He's yeah. just I don't think maybe he'll prove us wrong, but I don't maybe I don't... it's a lot of money though. Right now it looks like a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I I'd say I root for him, but when he goes to the Knicks, he's dead to me. So <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> All right, Jack. Take it easy, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Sure. Yeah, thanks, guys. Peace. See, he leaves politely. I don't. I don't have to leave him. Amanda, Amanda Casey just she already has she's she has the remove button up the entire interview, just in case she's looking. Well, she to saw leave. Bill because she's like, yeah, yeah. she's like this fifteen, this fifty-two year old predator. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um, we're gonna pause this. Okay. Well, Raymond, uh, Jack is always uh, he's the headiest basketball mind we know. And it's always good to get him on the show. However, I'm starting to doubt him with his Marcus. The Marcus Smart, Smart, yeah, that that hurt. That you hurt get, you can't. You just gotta. Maybe it's our age. Maybe it's our age. We can see a little bit beyond. Isn't it weird that like when you see these younger guys and you're just like, God, he's an asshole. We they need to change here. It's not gonna work anymore. Yeah, boys. but Jack's got an old soul. You can tell he's oh. got an old soul. He's just blinded by the heart and soul that is Marcus Smart. Um. All right. Well. Uh, that was good. We'll switch gears here. Uh, we'll do a um, we'll do headlines with the obvious one. How about that? Thank you, Richard. <clears throat> the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup for the first time since Ray Bork in the 2001 Colorado Avalanche. Oh, that's so, dirty. I, I had to do it. He's not here against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, speaking of hockey, Don Sweeney, Bill's boy, was extended by the Boston Bruins. So it should be a similar 21-year Stanley Cup drought for the Bees that the Avs just extinguished uh nba free agency is in full swing the salary cap increased by 11 million dollars for 2023 but as we know money is just uh just a construct the illuminati is real the earth is flat fuck thanksgiving suck my dick and jews run the world 36 million dollar self-proclaimed living genius kyrie Irving. The Red Sox are professional sports. Can I read that? Because that makes us come off really bad. This is how it's supposed to be read. And the word's construct. Uh, That's what I said. You said construct? Like construction. <laughs> now, I, now I've lost it. Oh, you, first of all, you didn't say quote. There's a quote. This is a quote from Kyrie Irving. He said this. Oh, wow. I didn't see the quote. Sorry. The salary cap has increased $11 million for 2023. But as we know, quote, money is just a construct. The Illuminati are real. The earth is flat. Fuck Thanksgiving. Suck my dick. And Jews run the world. Qu- end quote. By the $36 million self-proclaimed living, living genius, genius Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving. The Red Sox are a professional sports team. 
in the city of Boston that play a sport called baseball. For all of the of our listeners under the age of 30, baseball is played with bases, a ball, a stick, and nine prima donna semi-athletes. Racer Thomas says the Sox were swept by the Blue Jays, proving we have a good, not great ball club. And the Bruins are still rudderless behind the rudderless behind the bench. Jesus, no, the means no coach. Uh, this has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. That was a struggle. Uh, we'll fucking put words that aren't big. Just, just for everyone, a little uh, dip behind the curtain here. We are coming back from our interview with Frank, the tank from Barstool. We took a break from the first segment with Jack, did our interview with Frank, which was a doozy. That comes out on Tuesday. Definitely listen to that or watch it, actually. Go to YouTube, subscribe, watch it. Watch Don't it. listen, watch it. So we're not totally in the zone right now. So reading. Not so good. N- not so good. That's all right. No, the grammar guru is. He's on vacation. On vacation. Um, all right. This is this is going to be a uh, choose your own adventure situation. Who? And I'm gonna like, Team okay. Mac Jones. I'm not doing baseball to. We've yet to get to the Red Sox. Team Mac Jones and I. Now I still have no. Con- I think we're 30 minutes or so into the show, so we have 30 minutes more to get to the rest of everything. Okay. So we'll get 25 minutes. Great. Uh, Team Mac minutes. Jones. Uh, this is my opening take. It's basically the whole segment. Team Mac, uh, Mac Jones is getting uh, a lot of good publicity out of uh, Patriots camp. Kendrick Bourne has come out and spoke on it. Devin McCourty has had kind words. Janu Smith, the ghost of Janu Smith, was the latest to come out on some podcast or interview and talk about, uh, I believe the words he used to describe him were goofy, uh, a dog, and uh, down with that shit. I believe were the uh, what does that mean? You know what that means. So uh, he's winning guys over. He's working hard and uh, and he's propelling himself, in my opinion, to a future top ten, maybe Joe Burrow top seven quarterback in the league this year, this season. Mac Jones, how dare you? You know that Joe Burrow is the top five NFL quarterback. So you're we always do this. We always I've been listening back to our shows and like we've been doing this now for three seasons and a lot of our uh, inside jokes uh, don't land. So we made a bet two years ago that Joe Burrow, you said that he'd be a top quarterback in five years, in five years. And Bill said, no, not because we didn't believe in Joe Burrow, but because we didn't believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. And I believe that that was a good reason not to uh, to believe in uh, in that bet. And uh, and I still take that because I believe the Bengals are going to regress um based on what they did last year but that's the each his own now mac jones joe burrows is not a top five quarterback top six top seven and mac jones is trending that way based on everything we're hearing out of camp so focus on the positive ray this is our team this is your uh your bread and butter your your uh your binky the new england patriots they look to have a joe burrows top seven quarterback in the league well, the other thing that you're not talking about either is the offensive line has gotten a lot better this offseason as well. There's been a lot of positive talk about this offensive line. Cole Strange, the first-round draft pick for the Patriots. So that's something that was a big thing last year. Uh, Mac Jones was getting hit a lot, and we were worried for his life. We're like, Jesus Christ, we're bashing the Bengals, not being able to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, we got to worry about our own kids. So I think that's a big step in the right direction. Uh, positive reports out of camp saying that this offensive line is a lot better than 2021. 
Well, when you got Skinny Ray behind there leading the charge and Matt Patricia, then of course there's only one way to go but up. I don't, I don't, I haven't read those reports. I don't know if that's true. I mean, Strange is a rookie. You traded your right guard. Who's replacing Shaq Mason? We don't know. A winu. Um, you flip tackles, which they should have did last year, should have done last year. We'll see how that pans out. Should have shipped win out last year. And your depth, I guess they signed a couple of other guys. I guess your depth's okay. I don't know if it'll be better or not. And the beginning of the year, the, the offensive line certainly sucked. But by the end, I thought they had it straightened out. So, um, yeah, I, you know what well, will help Buffalo the off- playoff game look? Not great. You know how, you know what will help that offensive line? Mac Jones propelling himself into a Joe Burrow top seven quarterback and being able to yeah, read a blitz a and uh, set a coverage and get the ball out quick to the right receiver. A lot of faith. Lot of faith in Mac Jones. Do you agree or disagree um, that Mac Jones will be a bona fide top ten this year? People had him like anywhere from seventeen to twelve, right? So bona fide top ten is like you're arguing between ten and seven. Do you believe? Should uh, actually, do you want to pull it up? Should we do? Should we do the exercise? Is he? Will he be better then? If you'd like to, let's do it. Okay. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? I'll I'll pull it up. Starting. Do you want me to take notes? NFL. Yes, please. Uh, okay. Just... Do you hold? Oh, this is good. These are this is tiered. Let's see what. Uh, twenty twenty two. Starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, this is from the thirty third team dot com. Never been to this website before in my life. Oh. Uh, but I trust them. Uh, here's tier one, and this is how we're gonna do this. Will Mac Jones be better than? And I have a yes, yes a column, and a no column. Out of boy, are you doing uh, checks or X's? I'm gonna do X's. Okay, easier or just, to read. Just a <laughs> just a lazy uh, slash. <laughs> just a two ten mark. Tier one. Okay, here's how they start. All right. Uh, will Mac Jones be better than Patrick Mahomes? No. No. Josh Allen? No. No. Aaron Rodgers? No. No. Oh, Justin, I the, I, hold on. Before you go, I saw those boobies that you told me to look at on Aaron Rodgers' new girlfriend. Ooh, the witch? Oh, we didn't talk about that. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is dating, dating a, a witch. Dating a witch who doesn't wear a bra. Oh. Uh God bless America. That's the best story that's not being talked about. This woman actually is a about, witch. Is she a identifies witch. as a witch. Like now you can identify as basically whatever you want. Anything you want, yeah. She identifies as a witch. And not just identifies, like practice witchcraft and shit. Anyone who's listening and has not read up on that story Google or looked this. at it, go fucking Google it. Aaron Rodgers' witch girlfriend. It'll and if you're right a up. fan of boobies, then it's a bonus. Like me? I love it. He's a big fan of boobies. I love uh, Mac Ro- Mac Jones, which or no which, will not be better than Aaron Rodgers this year. No, no, no. no Justin no. Herbert. This is a toss-up. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. And you're the tiebreaker, so we'll give a yes call. I'm going to say yes, and here's why. I, th- I think I think it'll be a judgment call. Statistically, I think they I think there'll be more yards probably from from Herbert and some of the empty categories but i just i just think this is just a gut feeling that i think mac jones is going to be a winner like you think he's just 
I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say a uh, dead to me name. I'm not going to say Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I'm not no. going to say it. No, no. But he's just got a little bit of that in him. You changed so my mind. Yes. Just to just to prove my point, just to get my uh, top ten out there, I'm going to say yes. He'll be better than Justin Herbert. Okay. Speaking of Tom Brady. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No way. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna save this one. What are we at? One, two, three, four. Uh here's the no, I'll do it. Joe Burrow. No. No, I think Joe Burrow will be better. You son of a bitch. Go on. Uh here's tier two from the 33rd team. Wait, hold a second. Joe Burrow's in the first tier? Uh from the third the third team. He is, yeah. Mm. That would put him as the sixth best. Sixth. sixth. I'm on the cups. I'm on the cups. <laughs> you're right on the. You're right on the cups. But then also the way we've been judging it also puts Mac Jones in on, ahead of him. So, thing or in this top tier as well. Yes. Go on. Okay. Uh, tier two. Dak Prescott. Yes. I'll put Mac above Dak. They have Deshaun Watson here. He's not going to play. So. <laughs> so yes. So yes, because it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. So yes, yes. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Matthew Stafford. Oh, you're agreeing with me. Okay. Uh, no. No, Mac Jones will not be better than Matthew Stafford. No. Russell Wilson. I'm yes. going yes here, and I'm I've been a record. Yes. Russell Wilson's on the decline, and. People are way overrating what this Denver Broncos team is going to be with him. You know, like why Ru- he, you know why he went on the decline? He had sacks. Go on. Sierra. God. God. Sex. Um, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he'll be better than Russell Wilson. Uh, here's what they got for tier three. Only two guys. Derek Carr. Will Mac Jones be better than yes. Derek Carr? Yes. Come on now. Will Mac Jones be better than future MVP of the league, Kyler Murray? Yes. I'll go with yes, even though you've been saying that he'll be an MVP candidate. For... I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but one day he might be. Uh, tier four. This is interesting. Will Mac Jones be better than Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yes. Will Mac Jones be better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Will Mac Jones be better than Mac Jones? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> took your brain for a loop there. Uh, 33rd team has uh, Mac Jones in tier four. Little low, 33rd. Little low. Uh, I'll just rattle off the rest of these guys here. Jesus, there are some fucking shitty names coming up. Uh, tier five. A lot of people are high on this guy, too, and I don't know why. Matt Ryan for the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Mac Jones will be better. Jameis Winston. Yep. Here's an interesting one. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yes. Justin Fields. Yes. The pussy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Well, it's actually going to be Trey Lance. Drew, Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance. Yes. Tua Tagovailoa. Of course. Davis Mills, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Zach Wilson, Mariota, Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Locker. So basically, um, we have him at one, two, three, four, five. The seventh best quarterback in the NFL. There you go. The seventh you know best. You know what's you know what's great when uh just 100% proven mathematical equations and like X's, we just did X's and O's they prove my point. 
and they they solidify our uh, agreement that Mac Jones will undoubtedly be a top 10 quarterback this year. We've even got a buffer. We've got a three player buffer. We have him at seven. He's got a three three player buffer in there. So even if Herbert has a nice year, maybe Lamar Jackson gets back to his nine Could be eight, nine. That's still top 10. I don't know if you do numbers, but I do. I do numbers. I know Bill's not here, but I do numbers. Yeah, we're not raging boners for the numbers, but we. Well, still I mean, have... hold on. Let's see. No, there's no boner. No, it's 1990. It's not 1998. No. Uh, all right, uh, let's do a quick afternoon delight, and we'll be back. Oh shit! No, do we have to do Red Sox? No, it's uh, Bruins rudderless. Oh shit! We have so many things to get to. Okay, uh, quick afternoon delight. We'll be back with some Bruins stuff, and we can make this quick. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Frank fucked us all up. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he put us on a bad, bad track. I mean, never mind. The Bruins are rudderless, Ray. That means they don't have uh, any way to direct them. And rudderless behind the bench in hockey, the coach stands behind the bench and the rudder is behind a boat. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so Don Sweeney was given a multi-year extension. This is really, again, this is a little favor to Bill here. I wanted to hit, get his rage on Sweeney getting extended and see if he'd picked a team yet that he'd be rooting for this year, other than the Bruins. Um, has Sweeney been as bad as we've been shitting on him for? Yes. Frank the Tank would tell... I forget his exact You want a fucking Stanley Cup 2010. You've been to three of them. Whoever said that's a fucking moron. I believe he called Bill. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. So are we wrong? No. The moron's wrong. Here's why I think that um, the, the extension for Sweeney was bad. Because you're in a place that you need to rebuild. And his biggest flaw is rebuilding. So not the guy you want you need to draft well you need to identify talent you need to uh cultivate that talent and then you need to uh um bring that talent up to the bigs to uh to the nhl so they do not have a track record of doing that cam neely and don sweeney so like what the fuck are you doing bergeron's coming back great the only good thing i think about well there's two good things about bergeron coming back number one the bruins are not going to commit to a rebuild anyway so you might as well be entertaining and maybe make a surprise run to the second round or something like you've done the last couple of years second reason david pasternak is up for an extension and as much as i've had my qualms with david pasternak are you coming full circle you're you're on the david you gotta pasternak? pay for talent in professional wow, sports Wow, richard i didn't think you were going that route i didn't think you were gonna go there i thought you were gonna say trade him well what what does the team look like what are you doing Second you know? round exit, like every year now. If if uh, Pasternak will sign the McAvoy contract, then I think you have to sign him. I think you have to sign him because he's a top goal scorer in the league. He is 26, 25. Um, he has not shown up when the lights are brightest, but a lot of this team hasn't. The first line hasn't. And I just think you have to pay for talent when you can in professional sports. And, and that's what he's going to cost. If he wants more then no trade him. <laughs> I can see you later. Um, how would you, how would you build around this team then? Well, you still have, obviously you have McAvoy, but who would you build on the forward side? 
Well, uh, you still have, um, you still are going to have draft picks. You still have a couple um, young prospects in um, Lysel and uh, who's the defenseman that I always forget his name. Um, so you got a couple prospects that are coming up, but you're not going to build. Ray is the point. You're going to you're going to have to draft well uh, with your draft picks that you have and develop over the next three or four years and hope to be that team that can remain in somewhat contention without a real chance at a cup, but also be building behind you. I just don't have faith that Sweeney can do that. But That's I don't have faith that Sweeney could trade Pasternak and get a haul for him. Like, that you traded Sagan and didn't get a first-round pick. You traded Joe Thornton and Sagan and didn't get a first-round pick for either of them. You traded Sagan and got literally nothing. You literally got nothing from him. You didn't like Louis Erickson? <laughs> yeah. So, no, well, I, I just I, did, I, I disagree with you because I have faith Don Sweeney can make a good trade and get a good haul back. I don't think that he can draft, and I don't think he can address the free agency that we need because uh, he has a bad track record of that. He is great at trading assets to get someone big in return, but the drafting, the free agency, he is terrible at. Here's so what that, he's good at. Here's what he's good at. He's good at paying the price at the deadline to get a depreciated asset. Yeah. That's not. That's not that skillful. That's like saying the Red Sox. That's like saying Dave Dombrowski was a good GM because he went and paid the most money for David Price. David David Price never wanted to even be in Boston. They just gave him eighty million dollars more than St. Louis did. Mm-hmm. Don Sweeney goes out and gets Lindstrom this year and paid the price. He overpaid what the market was going to pay for him, so he won. That that's that's not necessarily identifying diamond in the rough. Uh, talent and and bringing them in that's just paying what it is that's shelling out first round picks year after year at the deadline for the likes of uh, you know a Johansson or, or guys like this that fill a need on a rental but don't inevitably make your team better so no I don't give Sweeney a lot of credit for anything honestly I don't give him a lot of credit on anything and Taylor Hall forced his way to Boston. That wasn't Sweeney. That was no. Taylor Hall. That's true. Yeah, so he basically told Buffalo it's Boston or bus. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in uh Don Sweeney at all. That that's why I would lean towards signing Pasternak, even though I have my reservations with the player. I mean that would be the better DNA for this team if you had, you know, you got Swayman in net, you got Bacavoy as your number one, and you got uh Pasta is your number one offensive guy. I mean, that would be a great way to start rebuilding this team because, you know, Bergeron's probably done after this year. Marshan, he's going to be another year older come next year. I mean, this is you need to start a rebuild sooner rather than later, I think. Yeah, you're, you, you've you got a good – you've got a core nucle- young core nucleus there. Lindholm is 28, I think, so he's still got eight years here. you got a top, you got a top D pairing. you got a uh, good young goalie. you got a top goal scorer who are all young and, um, and, and have, you know, a good five-year run in them. And then your money's – you're going to have money coming off the books in the next two or three years. So you could rebuild in free agency. Um, hopefully you hit on some of these draft picks. It's not – gloom or doom i think next year with bergeron coming back the bruins will be in the playoffs it's not a it's not a terrible awful situation but you're certainly not winning the cup and you don't you don't have a strong um future like there's not a bright future ahead of you it's a void there a little bit because you have no prospects we've been saying that on this show for a couple years now so like um yeah if if you can heim bloom this bitch and and restock that system 
and get some good young guys coming in to, to fill in with pasta and McAvoy, Lindholm and Sweeney, get some of that money off the books with the Martians and the Bergerons moving on and, uh, you know, fill the right holes with the right free agency. Then yeah, there's a, there's a path, but do you have faith um, that Don Sweeney can do it? I, I don't know. I Well, also I that path has to start with a coach and as of Wednesday, we still don't have a coach. Don't have one. And, uh, and so we're rudderless. Where you, oh, there you go, right? Uh, that's actually a nice segment. We have uh, just one more quick break. We'll do a quick Red Sox. We're, we're going to talk a little Red Sox. Damn it, when Bill. We... I like how it's a uh, good segue. Hey, what, what's the good segue? Rudderless? Are the content with the Jeremy Jacobs model? Ah, right off the email. Uh, what is the Red Sox plan? As it says in my email that I wrote, uh, are they content with the Jeremy Jacobs model, which is consistently being good for the playoffs, but never punching through to win a championship? Heim Bloom, as of a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, said that they were not sure if they'd be sellers or buyers at the deadline, uh, specifically bringing up JD Martinez as a name mentioned, uh, someone that they might uh, deal out of town. Your thoughts. How can you be a playoff team? You're in the third. Well, you were the first wild card, I believe, uh, before this Blue Jays sweep of us. Now I believe we're second wild card team. You're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. Why would we be selling? You would be buying. You need to buy. You need pitching. You need a first baseman. You need a right fielder. Why are we selling J.D. Martinez? Yes, he might not resign. Yes, you might. But you're not going to get your bang for your buck. You Lost that deal with the fucking Mets deal. Uh, I hate how Heim does things around here. Uh, you need a buy. I want a big splash come trade deadline. I don't know if he knows how to identify a moment or a team. He's never won a championship. He's never been to a World Series. Yes, I don't. I don't know what. Yes, he has. Oh, uh, Tampa against the Astros. Yes. I mean, uh, I guess the Dodgers. Um, that's that's the one that they lost pulling. Uh, what's his Blake Snell in the sixth inning? Correct. There you go. Um, can he identify? Last year, they were probably an arm or two away from getting to the World Series, either in the bullpen, whether it be a starter, maybe a first baseman, someone a competent first baseman, and uh, instead of uh, spending the capital. In prospects, they went out and signed an injured, traded for an injured uh, Kyle Schwarber and tried to pigeonhole him at first base. And he was he was a good pickup. Like he he hit well he for decent. them. He was, he was yeah, okay. Plays, he had a great playoff run. <clears throat> uh, but in that void where they signed him, he didn't play for two weeks, and they lost a lot of ground on the on the AL East and were forced to uh, to kind of fight their way back. And um, you know, obviously, inevitable losing. I just I, I wonder if he leans too much on his analytics method and pulling out guys specifically in the bullpen out of nowhere, like the uh, Schreiber kid this year, like Whitlock last year, and thinking that they can even Robles, Hansel and Gretel last year turned out to be um, a good pitcher in the last part of the season. I just wonder if he relies a little bit too much on that and can't identify that numbers don't win championships. Studs do. Max Scherzer's win championships, right? Uh, so look at the Dodgers when they won. Look at the Braves when they won. They had studs. They had guys that could fucking 
haul the ball over the fucking uh, for home runs, and they had guys that could pitch that fucking ball. Max Scherz, uh, Clayton Kershaw for the uh, Dodgers. Uh, guys like yeah, that. Yeah, they traded for Trey Turner, who was nasty too in that deal. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers have spent uh, out the ass to get that talent and have only won one championship in a truncated but season. So, But why can't we, we? We're the Boston Red Sox. Why can't we spend Well, they should be able to. And it doesn't even have to be a go-sign Max Scherzer, but you can spend money. Like, the Trevor Story deal was so out of contact uh, for them. It makes you wonder what they're doing. It's just, it doesn't feel, it, there doesn't feel like a... There's no vibe. There's no identity. There's no direction. It just, it just feels like they're they're looking to replenish big money with with younger potential talent all the time. But it's and homegrown s- talent that you're replacing. Yeah, well, that's what it's looking like. They can't the get Devers, to a deal with the Dever. Bogarts. They can't get to a deal with Bogarts. Um, that'll be a shame if they can't do that. They're now there's reports that they're in on Aaron Judge next year. If they give, which I don't understand that, if they give all. Aaron Judge specifically Devers money, Bill was in on this. You can't give him Devers money. You have no. to give Devers the contract tomorrow. But I'm even against them giving Bogarts the money, not specifically because the player is better than Aaron Judge, even though I think it's pretty close. But you can't let Mookie Betts walk and then Aaron and then Bogarts bring walk in, and bring in Aaron Judge, like. Have a have a team, have an organization, have something to latch onto, yeah. um, and it just feels very transactional at this point in time. And, and for a sport that is already meticulous and monotonous, you need some character um, within your team to to grab onto. I think that that's for the fans. That's also for the clubhouse. So. We'll see what they do. And, and I've like the pitching is still a question mark for me. Like, I don't, I just don't clearly don't have enough in the bullpen. Obviously the biggest story coming out of Toronto was Tanner Huak and Bill's opening take just to get the shot. Uh, hip, I'm sorry, hypocrite, uh, Bill. I said, Billy Bill hypocrite. Billy I meant hypocrite. to say hypocrite. Uh, just to get the shot. You walked into Toronto without your leadoff hitter in uh, Jared Duran and Tanner Hoke, your Hawk, your closer. And uh, you blew another game in Toronto. That's your third game that you blew this season, all without Tanner Houck in the bullpen. Um, that's the seventh walk-off loss the Red Sox have had this year. Yep, and they're currently losing 2-1. What are the kids saying these days? Show me uh, show me you have a closer problem without showing me you have a closer problem. Seven blown, seven walk-off. I think they've lost 10 games while leading in the eighth inning this year. Yeah, I think I saw that. Stat and this is coming out Friday, so who knows what they did. Uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night. That number could be ballooned up to 12 by now. Um, clearly, the Red Sox have a back-end bullpen problem. goes back to what is what is their plan? What is Heimbloom's plan? Will he identify a big, a, a, a big arm, a big old nutsack, whatever it takes to... Uh, I don't pitch. <laughs> to, you don't hit either. To uh, <laughs> No, I don't solidify the back end of that bullpen so that everybody else in there can be slotted correctly into the innings that they should pitch. And if you did that shit, you'd have 12 more wins this year. Their bullpen has blown at least 12 or 13 losses. So that's going to be the question. Are they buyers or sellers? Fuck you, Heimbloom. You better go get some, you better better go get some high end, high end pitching talent. And don't, don't give me this Chris sales coming back again. How many times can Chris oh, Sale come back? That's our big pickup. That's our big pickup, and uh, Paxton coming back. That's that's our big uh, 
trade deadline acquisition. <laughs> Fuck by, you. By the way, Chris Sale is unvaccinated too. So uh, right now you're slated to play Toronto in Toronto uh, to start the playoffs for three straight Man, games. You can't prick that guy with a needle. It'll fucking kill him. <laughs> That's true. He broke his ribs dusting. So <laughs> Jesus, that's probably why. Yeah, it's like I, I can't put any needles in me. Do you have this in oral form? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your mother does. Uh, all right, uh, we'll do. Uh, be right back with simplest minds of the week. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I don't know if that was a Chris Sale mother joke or just general. Just general. And it worked. Mother Ooh. jokes, mother jokes hit. Always. 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 I gotta go look up this brawl that was happening up there. Kirk got point. hit. That's all it was. Guy from the Blue Jays got hit. Bench is cleared. Bunch of hardos. Uh I have one addition to this simple minds. Beautiful. I just threw mine out because I wanted to piss Bill off. That's all I did. Yeah, yours is dumb. Thank you. Why don't you? Uh, Mine was Freddie Freeman crying and get, hyperventilating because of the love of Atlanta and how he wished he never went to the Dodgers and he fired his, fired his agent after receiving his World Series ring because he wanted to be a brave and not a Dodger. Uh, money talks, bitch tits. Fucking that's why you're in L.A. Suck it up. Uh, interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, Frank the Tank had basically the same sentiment. You're a grown man. Make your own decisions. Stop whining, you bitch. To be fair, Frank was also breaking down because the Braves were winning like their 50th game in a row against the Phillies and closing in on the lead against the Mets. So he had a specific hate for the Braves at that point. The lead is already gone. Two games. Uh, Hold on a second. Standings. So anyway, uh, yeah, Freddie Freeman, that's a simple-minded move, dude. Uh, Make your own decisions and stop, stop crying about it. At least he fired him. Took a while, but he fired him. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a, a simple mind of the week. We had some beautiful sound out of, I forget the podcast. Martellus Bennett was on a podcast and, uh, oh, he's on the McCordy podcast. He was on the McCordy Twin podcast. And, uh, I should have pulled this sound. Here's what he said. Jimmy Garoppolo was being a little bitch. He <laughs> can't win with a bitch at quarterback. He was talking specifically in 2016 when Brady was suspended for deflate gate for the four games. And uh, Jimmy got the starting role, hurt his shoulder in the second game. It's quote unquote, Dolphins. hurt it's his shoulder. Yeah. Yes, the Dolphins had looked really good uh, up until that point. They had three and, touchdowns before halftime. Yeah. And he went and beat Arizona in week one in Arizona. Mm-hmm. A couple of big passes to Gronk, if you remember. Um, and, and then uh, come week three was still favoring that uh shoulder rotator was it a rotator what it was an injury that it was brady an injury it was an injury that he could have played it was an injury that brady had played, played through f- like ever ever yeah and uh and he waited till game day to decide not to play and a lot of the talk was he was having a lot of conversations with his agent and how that would affect and blah 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 and martellus bennett said Quote, you can't win with a bitch at quarterback. <laughs> and, then, wrong. and then the best part was the McCourty twins who are still employed by the Patriots and were on that team and have been the like consummate, uh, consummate, con- consummate professionals, consummate professionals, 
that's a word you have to say fast or doesn't sound right. Uh, Cosmic professionals. <laughs> they uh, they didn't disagree. They were just kind of laughing and nodding in agreement. And then it got brought up to Edelman in another podcast, and he, he basically agreed. reiterated it. Um, obviously, big Brady guy. So, but yeah, just uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, uh, that'll which, hurt, which hurts Jimmy because he's probably going to be looking for a team soon. he's gonna get cut before the season starts because trey lance is the guy over there in san francisco dude his starting numbers compared to everybody else in the league is atrocious starting quarterbacks play all the time they play almost every game unless they blow their acl or something he's played like he has like five three eight eleven like he just but it's when always misses crazy well when you only play half the time like Bill, he only shows up half the time. Yeah, he's pretty good when he's here. <laughs> See if he was here all the time, though, he'd probably suck at him. Like us. Uh, I have, I have. Mother. Hey, I have one more candidate here that's that, not in there, and I'm gonna uh, the Orlando Magic. They should just be on this list forever. So the NBA draft was the other night. Not a lot to report on. The Celtics didn't have a pick to the second round. Drafted a point guard with a big afro. Um. The Magic selected Paolo Benchero, probably pronouncing that incorrectly, out of Duke. Isn't that a type of food? Yeah. Is it Mexican food or Chinese food you don't like? I hate Chinese food. Go on. You just made the list. That's fine. Um. Anyway, they picked... Uh, this Dookie, he was projected to go third overall. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the uh, top three picks and what it actually, um, the names that went. Okay. Um, Jabari Smith was basically everyone's pick to go number one. There was some talk about Chet Holmgren, big, tall, lanky white guy out of uh, Gonzaga. Uh, and then Paolo Banchero uh, was supposed to go number three. The Magic outsmarted everybody and went and got Paolo Banchero number one overall. Uh, Chet Holmgren went to the Thunder and then Jabari Smith went third to the Rockets. But here's the kicker. In an interview, I saw, I, I don't know if it was, it was the red carpet. It was on the red carpet. So it must have been before the draft? Maybe yeah, it was, it was after? before the draft. It was before the draft, red carpet. They do like a little presser where uh, people, the media just ask him like a bunch of questions. Yeah. So this guy asked him a question. He said, uh, given the option between uh, 10 all-stars and zero championships or two championships and zero all-stars, which would you pick? And this kid picked 10 all-stars. <laughs> did you also hear? Did you also even hear if you believe it, even if you honestly believe that in your heart, you can't walking into the NBA draft. You can't say that. No, you can't. No. So the magic and all their infinite wisdom went in there and picked this kid, this dookie, the number one overall pick who would rather have 10 NBA all-stars. Andrew Wiggins was a, 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 a all-star starter this year. Like go through the NBA all-star list over the years and look at some of the fucking names on those things. And the guys that make yeah. that team, that means shit 10 NBA all-stars over two NBA championships. Did you also way, hear about way to go Orlando magic? Did you also hear about Chet Holgram? Uh, tanking his uh, yeah. draft day workout with the Magic yeah. because he didn't want to go there. Yep. Yep. 
uh, what an abysmal franchise. Now there's talk Shaq's looking to buy them, which uh, oh, yeah. would be great. Would be great that for the change league. change that whole franchise around. Absolutely. And the, remember, how, remember how much everyone, we as kids, we loved the Magic when yeah, Shaq and Penny were starter. there. If you didn't have the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket, you had the Orlando Magic starter jacket. Yeah, year. those were some cool teams. And they uh, the Magic have just gone to the NBA wasteland. So uh, way to go. Congratulations to them making the Civil Minds of the week. I'm going to give them the win, too. Of course. Uh, This has been the Civil Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind, July 1st. Enjoy your weekend. If you see uh, Bill out there enjoying one of his hundreds of cocktails, stay away. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or make him a drink. Bitch. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bill. He's not with Raymond, how are you? Nice hat. Thank you. A very good friend of mine sent this to me. That was a very, you know exactly where I purchased that hat, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was taking a shit and Instagram popped up and I went, click. (laughs) I love when that happens. Some of the best purchases have come while I was taking a shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, it spoke to me. So I did. I was probably drunk a little bit and uh but that's okay and again those are the best purchases definitely uh for the listeners the hat that i uh, sent ray is says uh bigger the fooper tastier the chalupa <laughs> and uh of course ray is also known as the dark side of the fupa so it all ties together it all comes to free oh, uh yeah. circle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bill how are you all right <laughs> Uh, Bill Absent again. Uh, the summer of the Queen continues. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thoughts Queen's and summer. prayers. Some thoughts and prayers to Lou. Yeah, he had a quote unquote uh, work emergency. Um, so we're not we're not allowed to get into that. We're not allowed to talk about his job. Not allowed to talk about his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he was here, he'd say, uh, "Nice hat, bitch tits." Yep, pretty much spot on. Spot on. Uh, I, there was something that I was going to ask you about. Talk to you I- about. Uh, I needed to tell you something real quick uh, before your trip tomorrow. Don't forget the flashlight. Oh uh, yeah. The beacon, <laughs> the uh, Sequoia sun beacon. <laughs> I always thought his name was tree sun Sequoia Hoya. Yeah, that works too. Thank uh, you. you know what? It's a beacon for a lot of things. Cause really what that, you know, really what the Sequoia represents is hope. So if you stick a flashlight in your mother's ass and turn it on, generally good things happen. <laughs> Finds the way. What do you say we start the show? <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> the Simple Minds Sports Show. Uh, exciting night for us, Raymond. We have uh, Jack Simone from CLNS.